are now listening to the Marriage and Movies Podcast. Here are your hosts, Terry and Selena Schilling. Welcome, everyone. Take two. It's the Get to Know Us episode. I'm Selena. I'm Terry. We're here. We're still doing, doing this. Yes, we're quarantined. We're, still- we're social distancing. We are surviving and yes. loving each other as much as possible <laughs> through this whole process. We've got tons of work going on, tons of professional development going on, and we've got this podcast going. And Marriage and Movies, we've had plenty of time to catch up on some of our favorite shows, some new shows, some old movies, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Mm -hmm. But like my wife, Selena, said, today we want to talk a little bit about us so you guys can get to know us a little more. Mm -hmm. And so let's... Personal. Yes, let's get personal. Personal. (laughs) All right. So let's... Start from the very beginning, Selena. Let's go back in time. How did we meet? We met the 21st version of the old-fashioned way online. (laughs) We met on Match. Yes, (laughs) Match.com. Because that was, so at the time, there were really only two options. It was either Match.com or eHarmony. There were not all these really cool, you know, different ways of, of swiping right yeah, and left. Yeah, swiping right or left, yeah. or coffee meets bagel, or Tinder, Bumble, all Hinge, these different things. All now. that stuff. Yeah. Uh, so there were not all these different ways. I was very, very much so immersed in grad school. I didn't have a lot of free time, and I was looking for love. <laughs> I was looking for love <laughs> all at that time. Yes. I was a poor schlub <laughs> living at home. 25 years old, working two jobs, good jobs, making good money as a bartender and a big boy job. Had a lot of flexibility, but also just looking for a partner in all of this in mm-hmm. life. And Selena and I met. And yeah. We did. So we met. Well, so we virtually met. Virtually met, met yes. And we exchanged. I think I gave you a wink. You did. You gave me a wink. Instead of a message, which sometimes you give me shit for. I do. But. But then okay. we, we began messaging. Yes. Uh we had a bit of a courtship because we, we actually did not go into talking on the phone right away. We actually wrote each other emails. And I would say they were they were long emails. We really got to know one another very, very personally. And we talked about a lot of our aspiration. We talked a lot of our, you know, what was yeah. inspiring to us. We talked a lot about... Yeah. You know, Obviously, family hobbies. Yes, we had a nice connection, instant connection over the office. Movies, yeah, and movies, of course. And yeah, I did. Weeks went by. Yeah, I would say I'm like well into a month. I remember at then, grocery stores, even like me, just like messaging you back and forth. It was constant, so it was it was great. It was there, and then yeah, and then slowly we exchanged phone numbers, and we would text, and then we like began to talk over the phone and then we officially found a time to meet each other we got over that hurdle and that was a lovely evening a sunday evening and listeners don't give me shit for taking around on a sunday night it is what it was it was kind of like at least it wasn't like a tuesday lunch at panera bread no it worked out perfectly because that was actually the the oscars the oscars were that it was the night of the oscars so our love of the movies has been there from the beginning. And yeah, we had good conversations about Oscar movies from past that we've seen and like shows that we've watched. And so that was really cool. And mm-hmm. it kind of just comes full circle a little bit with this podcast that, yeah, that our first date, first time we officially met in person was the night of the Oscars. It was. And so it that's was, pretty cool. It was playing on the background. I mean, it was there, but we were 
We were lost in each other's eyes yes. over dinner. Yes. The rest is history, as yeah. they say. And now this leads into a great question is what was the first movie that we saw together? <laughs> Our first movie is the super romantic mm. Project X. <laughs> yes. <laughs> then things got a little out of control. Tonight's about the girls we never had a shot at. Tonight's about changing the game. Big enough to be cool. Game changer. Hello? Thomas? Dad, hey. Well, we just wanted to call one last time. Make sure you were sick for the night. Yep, all good. Project X, do you have the synopsis? Yes. Um, three high school seniors throw a birthday party to make a name for themselves. As the night progresses, things spiral out of control. Who would have thought? Word of the party spreads. <laughs> and that, ladies and gentlemen, was our first movie. <laughs> the party spreads. Oh my gosh, the anticipation. That movie's so wild. It's like all handheld camera. Not all of it, but a lot of it. But well, a lot of it is like it kind is. of like documentary style. It's just so much fun, though. It's it's a great. It honestly was a great first movie for us. <laughs> yeah. It really was. It's interesting. It was just nonstop laughter. It was. It broke a lot of the ice for us. It, it was able for us to reflect a lot of on our high school moments. Yeah. Uh, it was directed by Todd Phillips, who is really famous for Road Trip, Old School, The Hangover trilogies. Yep. And due date, Joker. Well, yes, and most recently, the Joker. <laughs> and he's known to like play. He know he like um does cameos in his movies a yes. lot, especially in the comedies in old school. He was yes. the guy who says, "I'm here for the gangbang in old school <laughs> in the beginning, which is really funny. Classic yes. role for him. Yeah. Got introduced to Miles Teller in that movie. A yes. Really now big famous actor. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's it was fun. Stud, yes. absolutely. And so that was our first movie together, and. You know, again, I mean, that came out in early March. Yeah, one of one of many, one of many movie trips. But mm-hmm. let's go down to some of our favorite movies, Selena. Okay. So you're big into yeah. rom coms, and I'm not trying to do, you know, not trying to be stereotypical at all. It's just what the genre no, that I you love like. It. No, I yeah. love it. Yeah. So what are some of your favorites? Mm, some of my favorites here. Okay, I I'm I'm a classic. So what's your classic take? She's all that. Ooh. Love that one. Uh, let's Could see be here. categorized as a teen comedy. But no, we're not yeah. here to argue. No, no, no. I disagree to disagree on that one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's just not that into you. I definitely remember rewatching that one during some uh, breakups and having some epiphany moments of like, whoa, lessons learned on this one. <laughs> yep, been there before. Yeah. <laughs> I've said that to a girl before. Not good. Yeah. Um, some A more recent one is Always Be My Maybe. It's a classic one on Netflix. Yes. If you have not seen that one, there's an amazing uh, cameo. cameo. Yep, in sure that is. One. It yeah. was when, I, when that scene happened, I like nearly spit out my drink and I was like, yeah. what? Yeah. Oh, 
love it. <laughs> yeah, it's like it a famous gift. It really, it really did make the movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see here. Crazy Rich Asians loved that movie. Oh my god, that's a good one. The, the set design, the the yeah. um yeah. The costume work. I mean, I don't know costume work. The but wedding, like, yeah, the wedding. At, the wedding at the end wearing. is so beautiful oh, with the song. It's really good. It's God, pretty good. Yeah, it's a teared up. It's a funny movie. Yeah. Um. Let's see. The Big Sick. Love that's, that one. That that's has a reason some one. Chicago ties. Yeah, that's a good one. So yeah, yeah, I would say those those are some some classic ones. Ones that come to mind. Yeah, those are some ones that come to mind for me. Yeah. yeah. Of course, The Notebook. Oh my God, who doesn't love Not that? Not a comedy, one? but definitely a romantic movie. Yeah. Yeah. What's the other one with um? Uh, the Vow. Oh. Channing Tatum, yeah. yeah. You love him. Oh, my God. Yeah. This is a good point to talk about how I proposed to you, too, because, <laughs> because I use a lot of these movies that you talked about in the proposal. So what we did there, I think, again, this is a fun story, and you can actually watch this video on YouTube if it you look up, like, Terry and Selena's, like, happily ever after, like, really creative proposal. Mm-hmm. I think if you type in Terry Selena creative proposal, you will find it there. It's generated, yeah. But what I did was I take some of her favorite movies, some of the f- shows that we watched. Mm-hmm. One big one was The Office and the yeah. Jim and Pam relationship. One yeah. was a scene from The Vow. One was a clip from The Notebook, P.S. I Love You. Fro- Beauty and the Beast. Frozen and Beauty and the Beast it started with. <laughs> yeah. One of your all-time favorites. Mm-hmm. And I basically dubbed all of this to kind of tell our story together. Like mm-hmm. I start on screen and then I have Beauty and the Beast play. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of tell our stories through the different characters. Yes, you do. And... I did it in our movie theater. Now we don't have a movie theater on our place. We're no, not no, that. No, no, we're not, not. No, we're not big baller standards. We're not no, crazy. No, no, no. We're not crazy rich Latinos over here. No, no. <laughs> but no. in our in our condominium complex, there's six buildings, and then there's a general. There's one complete theater that we can use. Yeah. And so I rented that out, and I proposed to her in there. Yeah. And yeah, check out the video. If it's you want, yes. and you can see her reaction at the end, which yes, is great. Yes, I'm a very easy crier, guys. Like I cry mm. at every movie, like mm. possible. Like yeah. yeah, yeah. So I, of course, am crying at my own proposal. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. And then, I guess for me, I'm big into yeah, sports what, and action. What are movies. some of your like classic movies, Terry? Well, do tell. Sports movies, definitely Miracle, about the 1980 U.S. hockey team. Yes. That's a big one that I introduced you to, and I quote all the time. Yes, you do. Um, Remember the Titans? Classic mm-hmm. movie. Mm-hmm. Friday, Night, Friday Night Lights mm-hmm. is a great movie, and then it became the amazing TV show that you and I love. Mm-hmm. That, we started watching that when we first started Thanks. dating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Other action movies, I'm big like the Die Hards and The Rock and Con Air and monster movies, so I'm big into like The Meg and Jaws and mm-hmm. like the King Kong movies. Stuff like that always intrigues me. I just sometimes I just like mindlessly being entertained. Like just like don't let me think too hard about it. Let me hear big explosions. You know. Why don't why don't why don't I share one of our uh, one of our trips that we took to Austin, Texas? Speaking of Friday Night Lights, yeah. In which story? In which we got to get a great sneak peek into the locker room of Friday Night Lights. Yeah. So Friday Night Lights. It takes place in a fictional town in Texas, but they filmed a lot, most of it in Austin, Texas. So mm-hmm. when we went there, she surprised me with the trip. Yes, I did. And she had, you can find this like itinerary so, online correct. about the different it's, spots where they filmed certain things. It's kind of like a, like a, like scavenger a, hunt. Like, yeah, like a scavenger hunt of like Saracen's house, the landing strip, the Dairy <laughs> Queen, you know, all the classic places that yep. are famous and Friday Night Lights. So I did my research, as I do in all things in life, and I went ahead and 
put together a little document and I was like, surprise, we're going to Austin, Texas. And we're going to go ahead and actually go to these locations. Yeah. You know, of course, like not going into anybody's property. And, you know, these are some of these places are people's like real homes. Yeah. Uh, but some people have actually really taken in like, oh, we're like we were part of, you know, Friday Night Lights. So oh, they yeah. Have, they embrace like, it for sure. Yeah. They really embrace it. And so they have like, you know, like like six, uh, like the number six, like Friday Night Lights logo. And stuff Tim, like Tim Riggins house. They kept Riggins, up. Yeah. They kept up the sign that had number 33 and Riggins mm-hmm. on it in the window, like that right. house. Yeah. And like there's cool. pictures. So we'll go ahead and put this on our Instagram account, too. Yeah. But so for the locker room area, like when you go to the field, it's on the side. It's on a side road. It's a little it's hard to find. It's yeah. a little hard to find. Uh, and it was a little deserted there was some tall grass it clearly has not been using for quite some time we had a rental car and uh for putting it lightly you were a little hesitant to to kind of get out of the vehicle and to kind of look around there wasn't much i was i was i don't know scared is the right word but it was just sketchy and i yeah i was hesitant i was like we shouldn't go out more adventurous in this situation (laughs) i'm like no we're here we don't know when we'll be back we love austin texas but (laughs) right we didn't know when we would be back and have this opportunity again. Right. So I was, I was definitely like, Oh, come on. Like, we don't know. Let's just, let's just take a look around, you know, it's let's just go. So there was another car um, parking behind us. That was also perhaps probably bringing that's up a, what, little, that's a little, what, little yeah, bit more, that, of the that hesitation. Got me more hesitant for sure. So I was like, you know what, let's just take a few pictures just to say that we're here. We'll document it. And like, let's just go. Yeah. So the gentleman, getting out of the vehicle was like, Oh, you know, you guys, are you guys like Friday Night Lights fans? And I'm like, yeah, you know, like we're, we're being friendly. We're talking. And he's like, I've got a surprise for you. And he's, he's being genuinely friendly and cordial. And he's like, come on. He's like, yeah, come he's on like you'll love this. He's then. like, you guys will love this. So then he, he walks us into the, the locker room area and guys, there it is. There's the P that everybody slaps on <laughs> yeah. as they walk to the it's game. My, it's my personal Twitter bio photo. Mm-hmm. If you check that out at tshell86 on Twitter. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they had the Go Panthers, and it was yeah. it was where they filmed like both teams like throughout the season in the different locker rooms. And there was some signatures on the There's wall. Street on there, and Saracen and Riggins. It was really really cool. It was. And so they use it now for like a school district. It's just like a warehouse for like extra books and extra supplies. Yeah. Um, but we got to be there. Yeah. It we was got cool. to be there where it was filmed and he, you know, told us some more stories. Yeah. It was it was pretty cool. Yeah. That set the tone for an awesome Austin trip. Yeah. Sure. Love Austin. Love it down there. And that was just one of the many trips that we've been able to take together. And yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So yeah. So yeah, you guys, that's that's us. That's a little bit about how we met. Yeah. Some of the movies that we like. And trust me, as we go on with this journey on marriage and movies and we talk to other couples, you will hear many other similar stories or just stories that her and I are going to tell about yeah. us yeah. that can we, relate to what other couples deal with too. We have a huge aspiration or huge inspiration to, to travel. We love movies. Um, we live in Chicago. Yeah. Um, I'm a freelance ca- copywriter, marketing and advertising. Mm-hmm. Um, so business for myself is great. Don't want to be not my own boss ever again. So that's the goal. Yeah. And I, I am a board certified behavior analyst. I am, you know, making a lot of professional connections right now, and I am pretty much, you know, get looking into every resource that I can possible. Yeah. I am constantly reading journal articles, 
reading, you know, new research that's out there. I have, you know, my own little mini bookshelf over here of, it's not really mini now, um, but books of, uh, you know, new publications that's out there. I'm constantly looking into additional information. And this is pretty much, you know, we have professional conversations all the time between over dinner and, you know, when we're not immersed in movies, we are pretty much immersed in our own professional development. So we're pretty much a on and off couple of either we're working really hard or we're creating really hard. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So in as we're quarantined now, it's a really good time that we've been being super productive. Yes. And as positive absolutely. as we can. But we've been mm-hmm. working on a lot of other side projects and getting some extra work done. So it's great. Mm-hmm. But again, we mentioned that during this time, we've been able to start some new shows, rewatch some classics. Mm-hmm. So Selena, you know, we start every other couple's interview that we do with what's the last thing we watched together. Mm-hmm. So what do you think? We are watching this show called Tiger King. Yes, Tiger King. I'm sure a lot of you guys have heard of this because yeah. it's all over Netflix. It's probably one of the first things that shows up because of the algorithm. And a lot of people are being like, it's worth the hype. Like so many twists and turns as it goes on and on yeah. and on. And I don't know really what to expect. It's like Tiger King, like murder, mayhem, and madness. (laughs) And we're kind of getting into... The mayhem part? Yeah, we figured that. I I feel like we've experienced all of it. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say the, you know, that tagline is absolutely correct. Yeah. Like I said, we're into episode three. Uh, A lot of twists and turns so far. And it takes place in... Oklahoma, Oklahoma and Florida, mostly. Kind of like, yeah, that, that and southern And what's, what's interesting down. is the guy behind it who started this documentary, he wanted to talk about people, like, buying snakes, like, in Florida, or, like, capturing snakes. Like, mm-hmm. it starts with him... Like, animal captivity. And then, he find, and then he found somebody holding, like, a bobcat or snow leopard. It was a snow leopard in the back of his van. And then he started looking up this big cat industry, if you will. Like, people mm-hmm. who use these big cats as pets, like tigers... Ligers, <laughs> even yeah. lions, leopards, panthers. And so then he got introduced to this guy named Joe Exotic. Mm-hmm. And he runs this farm, or not farm, zoo in Oklahoma. Yes. And he has like hundreds of tigers and, yeah. and big cats. So let's not spoil it too much. Let's yeah. just maybe go into like maybe episode one. That way, in case anybody has not heard of this and they want to start watching it. Yeah. Yeah. Get to know Joe Exotic. And I would definitely say, Exotic is the perfect last name that he changed it to. (laughs) Yeah, that is a change name. He does talk about that. Um, Don't judge a book by its cover, for sure, as you get to know him and the other characters that are introduced into the show. I just, like, if I was making this, I'd be like, this is unbelievable. It is. Every single, like, next chapter, you're just like, holy shit. Mm -hmm. Takes you down another rabbit hole of what's going on. Like, how this guy... It's just involved in so much. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's really wild. And it just, there is this certain community of people who raise and like breed these cubs and sell them Mm -hmm. and have them as zoos and have people come. Yeah. There's people who get attacked by the tigers and shit. Celebrities come to his zoo. It's crazy. It's like a psychological experiment in a larger way, too. Yeah. of, Of how this all is formed. So, yeah, I guess Tiger King has definitely piqued our interest and our approval. Yeah, and it's, absolutely. And so honestly, far. what would you say? How would you rank about it of like a show where you have to watch it compared to like being on your phone majority of the time? Oh, um, you know what I mean? 
We're um, going to so work on this I, of like I, what type scale, of score. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, so on a scale of look, don't look, <laughs> yeah. I guess look, yeah. don't look. Uh, this is a scale of you got to look. You have to pay attention because there, there are a lot of, you know, visuals that they do have going on. Yep. Uh, so it's definitely yeah. a, a visual and auditory. So you have to look and see, you have right. to look and hear what's going on for right. sure. And you're absolutely going to, if you're looking at your phone, you're probably going to hear something and be like, wait a minute, what'd they say? Rewind mm -hmm. it. It's going to be a lot of that too. Mm -hmm. So check that out. Yeah. Lion and King. Joe Exotic himself, you just have to be like, wait, what is he wearing? Or like, what, what's, what's on his hip? What he's is a, that? He sings country music. He has like three albums. Yes, he has music videos, guys. Like it's it's just wild. <laughs> yeah, check it out. It's it's definitely interesting. And who is it, Caroline? Or um, what is the woman, the other like woman? Brenna, Brenda, I think. Yeah. I think it's with a B. But we're getting into her kind of story and that's, that's pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. But what else have we watched? We have watched. So we're, we're going to go into some, we're, we're going to take it back a little bit here. Yeah. And we've gone into some some nostalgic, just childhood wonderful memories. And we watched Hook. Rufio. Yeah. Rufio. 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 Oh. oh my gosh. I just like, I love how bad form, like good form, like all the time. Smee, smee. Oh. And it started out watching this is like, it was one of the countless nights where Selena and I are looking for something to watch. And this was you like, stepped away and I'm like, I'm just going to put on hook. And she's like, fine. Yeah. And then next thing you know, you're just like, we're totally going to watch all of this right yeah. now. And it's like, yeah, absolutely. This was like early on during the, the early, like the first few days of the quarantine of like, mm -hmm. we can't sleep. Let's just kind of have something on. And then, yeah, we just ended up watching the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> because we absolutely could not. It's great. Not it brings back it. so many memories. And it's just like, think about. Because Selena and I both were born in the mid '80s, so yeah. we're roughly like six, seven years old when this movie comes out. It came mm -hmm. out in December of 1991. So mm -hmm. the year before that, in November of 1990, we had Home Alone, which mm -hmm. is one of my first like movie-going experiences that I can remember. Besides, like maybe Fantasia. I'm just seeing that. Love Fantasia. <laughs> yeah. the original and the and the, right. Uh, but we have that, then Hook, mm -hmm. and then what? The year after that was Home Alone too. But it's just like this was one of the big movies of kids who grew up in the early 80s and mm -hmm. 90s and if you're a 90s kid i mean this movie was it like we remember this we quoted the rufio we all wanted to be lost boys <laughs> you know robin williams was this pretty much our first introduction because a couple years after this he became aladdin and then he became in our living rooms forever mm -hmm. for much rest in peace though but again yes. he'll live on forever with his amazing performances uh -huh. but this movie i mean it really was he had he had Mork and Mindy, which is a TV show that doesn't really relate to us, but that's kind of how he came into fame outside of his comedy career mm -hmm. because he was properly trained. He went to film school mm -hmm. and then he did Good Morning Vietnam. Yes. And then Dead Poet Society kind of put mm -hmm. him on the map as more of a oh, really great serious great actor. Movie. And then it was really this movie. Mm -hmm. And this sparked so much for him, especially with the kids. I'm sure it was a big, you know, jumping board to him go to to be in Aladdin. Um but yeah, it's a great movie. And then this led us to go into a quick deep dive on IMDb and some trivia and some other notes yeah. about the movie. What would you say is one of, like, when you think of Hook, what is what is one of the classic scenes that you think of? The dinner scene. The dinner scene, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Where they're, but before that, yeah, that whole scene is incredible. Probably one of the most rewatchable scenes mm -hmm. in the movie. Mm -hmm. Because they have, Why? The, because they have Why? the back and forth. Yeah. And if you guys watch that back and forth when Rufio's like mung tongue yeah. and 
I don't know, something breath, whatever. <laughs> and then Robin Williams just starts going he's and he's just like, he's like substitute math teacher. <laughs> and then he's just like prison barber. <laughs> and then, His singers are so and then good. the last one, nearsighted gynecologist. <laughs> it's just, it's so, amazing. This is a great movie I would say to watch right now because there is clearly some, some humor for adults. And mm -hmm. then there's just like some classic, you know, like just kid humor. So during towards the end of the movie, when the pirates and the Lost Boys are having their battle, there's some scenes there where like the the Lost Boys invent these, you know, these like they shoot marbles yeah, out these, these and the guns, chicken guns. Yeah, that are clearly, you know, like home, it's like Home Alone meets pirates. Is this what I mean? That's a great point. We and, had Home Alone. This is Home Alone on a pirate ship. Exactly. And <laughs> yeah. like there are clearly inventions that like a six year old would draw. Yeah. come to life as a seven-year-old boy this is just like this is where i'm this is my life you're this is where like, i want to be you're like i want to be a lost boy i want to be kevin McAllister. uh-huh it's know? great it, it's really good but then like as an adult you're watching it and you're like wait a minute what did he just say <laughs> yeah nearsighted gynecologist <laughs> yeah all the and i'm sure him and spielberg were just like you know what robin williams just go for it well he yeah robin williams i feel like was known for just having some improv work like within movies oh, totally and I'm yeah it's it's clearly evident in this movie and oh, and so we're gonna go great. into just some quick trivia things that really sparked our interest mm -hmm. because again i know a lot of you guys listening you know we love this movie it's mm -hmm. a very beloved movie but one of the coolest ones you want to talk about this the gutless in the boo box oh, of who yeah. that who that pirate was okay so when we were watching this i okay so this is in when um it's in the beginning when he first yes. gets on the ship yeah, when peter so, comes to neverland right so when hook hook played by dustin hoffman um has uh you know he's like questioning you know, like who who's questioned me someone doubted me and he zones in on one pirate and i'm looking at this pirate and i'm like why does this pirate look so different? I'm like, something about this person. I'm like, it's it's off. I'm like, it's eh, something's going on here. So we looked into it. Guys, that is Glenn Close. Yes. That's, first of all, that's a female. Seven-time Academy Award-nominated actress Glenn from Close. Fatal Attraction. Yes. 101 Dalmatians. Oh, my God. Yeah. So she's the, she's the pirate who- She goes for it, too. Yeah, she's amazing yeah. in this role. And she's the <laughs> one who gets locked in the boo box. Who, when the other pirates are, Justin Hoffman's like, the boo her, box. Put her in the boo box. The boo box. And, and she's just like, no, no. And then all the pirates, they, you know, they put her in there and they start putting the scorpions in there and they're just That's like, boo, boo. Mm -hmm, yeah. yeah. Pretty, pretty wild. It's, it is, yeah. So yeah. She, yeah, she did great in that role. And you're just like, oh my God, like, who is that? That's yeah. her, Glenn Close. Yeah. Go ahead, take on the next one. Some other ones, Dame Maggie Smith, who, is it Professor McGonagall? Is that how you say it from Harry Potter? Yes. Yeah. 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 So she was fixed 56 years old at the time. Only. Only. And the makeup made her look 92. But it's crazy. If you watch it now, it's almost just like, has she not aged? Because we know her from all these other movies, you know, that we've seen. And she just seems to be just like an ageless wonder. But um, great performance by her as, you know, obviously Granny Wendy. Um, another fun one that I really liked is when the Bannings are flying to London, there's a quick airline, like their airline scene. It shows Pan Am, which is definitely a blast from the past. Past <laughs> because Pan Am, I read that it like a year later it eventually it, like closed down, it shut down mm -hmm. altogether. But it was a popular airline at the time. But when they're Including, flying to yeah, when they're like, flying to London in like the first scene, they're just like, "This is your captain speaking," and the captain speaking is Dustin Hoffman, yeah, his voice. <laughs> so obviously he plays Captain Hook. Kind of a cool little touch there. 
Uh, let's see here. So another one, when Granny Wendy uh, is telling the children the story of Peter Pan when they're up in the in the room up, uh, upstairs right before um, uh, Robin Williams goes to the the event to honor mm-hmm. Granny Wendy. Yeah. The uh, the book that she's holding that's one of the original printings of of the Peter Pan book of the story. It's the first edition, um, which is noticeable because it has like an olive color to it. And then there's a gold glint design on the front cover as well. And that version was printed in 1911, guys. It's the first novelization of, of Peter uh, and Wendy. Of Peter and, and Wendy, on yeah. There. It's pretty wild. Um, Robin Williams, he shaved all his upper body and arms. Um, as you guys, we all know Robin Williams was a very hairy man. <laughs> so that's pretty interesting. I mean, there is a scene where he gets in the slingshot. Mm-hmm. And he's like, happy thoughts. What's your happy <laughs> thoughts, Peter? He's like, I got it. Not being in this slingshot would make me very happy. <laughs> God, and then they watch it. Yeah. Oh, let's see here. Another one when oh, Mr. Smee. I love Smee. Awesome performance by Bob Smee. Hoskins. I yeah, love it's him, so yeah. good. When Mr. Smee shouts, Good morning, Neverland. It's a nod towards Good Morning Vietnam, when uh where Robin Williams says, Good morning, Vietnam, repeatedly throughout throughout the movie. Yeah. Wait, in which have you ever seen that movie? Which one? Good morning, Vietnam. I've not seen all of it. You've not seen it? No. Okay. Well that that's just made the quarantine movie list, guys. <laughs> yeah. Here we go. Yeah. Um, and then another thing, composer John Williams is on this film, and him and Steven Spielberg have a very long relationship. Long I mm-hmm. think it's only like three or four movies that they that he has not done the score for, that Steven Spielberg is either like executive producer or directed. It's pretty crazy. Like Jaws, um, Catch Me If You Can, I'm, like so much. I mean, he has a, a list of But obviously John Williams, John Williams did Star Wars, so he's famous, and he's one of the best of the best. Um, but composer John Williams and lyricist Leslie Bricus, Bricosi, I'm reading this off IMDb, but they've written songs for this movie later to be cut out and never used. Mm-hmm. But for legal reasons, none of the songs written have ever been released. Yeah. So, guys, there are there are some probably amazing, beautiful scores and songs uh, that unfortunately we've just never heard. So, and I have so to who knows? I have to say, Robin Williams, or sorry, not Robin, John Williams did the Home Alone score, and there are a There's lot of similarities. Tones, yeah. That you'll see if you guys watch this. Yeah. Again. If you start listening to it. I mean, just overall, just beautiful, beautiful uh, music. Yeah. Let's see here. Um, Carrie Fisher was Steven Spielberg's original prototype for Tinkerbell. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was even credited for some, or not uncredited for doing a couple of rewriting parts as well. So it seemed like Spielberg really wanted her to do it. I don't know what happened there, but it ended up being Julia Roberts. And there's a lot of interesting thing about Julia Roberts being on film or being on set for this one. Like part of it, she ran away with Kiefer Sutherland to yeah, get married so and like held up yeah, production. There's, there's so look some, into that. We yeah. won't. We, we're not here to bash Julia Roberts because no, she's great. No. Um, here's there's a fun cameo when they find out that their kids are kidnapped and the detective comes mm-hmm. to ask questions. That detective is the great Phil Amazing. Collins. Yeah, Phil, Phil Collins. Collins. You know, and it's really cool. And like going back and watching that, I was like, oh my god. They were lying. It's really full Collins. Here's something that I thought was pretty cool. Uh, when Peter is on his cell phone, uh, when Robin Williams is on his cell phone, yeah. and the children are, are running around, and Jack stands in front of the light, as I'm like doing it right now, but nobody can see me, um, <laughs> which, makes, <laughs> which makes his shadow grow larger against the wall. Um, this was just like a good uh, camera shot angle because the shadow that's right next to Peter, while he's on the phone, this is a direct reference to Peter Pan and his shadow, the classic yeah. tale. Yeah. 
Yeah. Absolutely. So guys, I mean, like th- these were all just kind of like, you know, good, good, you know, research notes that we found on yeah. the classic tale yeah. of Hook. Well, and it was really cool. And obviously going in IMDb and looking up trivia to any of your favorite movies is pretty cool. You learn so much. Like Gwyneth Paltrow was in this movie, like her second film. She was a young Wendy. But yeah, but that's one big thing we watched. We went down, you know, memory lane there. And then we referenced this in episode one. We did pick up on Westworld. Oof, guys, we needed just to watch a recap on what did. was going on with Westworld. <laughs> yeah. Because, first of all, it hasn't been on in two years. About two years. And yeah. it's one of the more confusing, like, complicated, complicated layered shows. layered And you need those recaps. So we watched about two recaps on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And we sat there and watched one. And we're just like... Yeah, I remember that scene, but did not realize that's why this happened. Did not realize that person was this. <laughs> we both looked at like we both looked at each other, just like did that's we, some shit. Like that's what that means. Did we watch the same show? Yeah. Like it's wow. Like, oh my gosh. But it's a very interesting show. It's on HBO. I'm I'm sure a lot of you guys have heard about this. It involves this, you know, fake world theme park. Not fake. It's a theme park mm-hmm. called Westworld, mm-hmm. where. People can come, like humans like all of us listening can go to it and interact with what they call hosts, which are these robots who have these different loops, these different stories. Mm -hmm. So sometimes you can be in obviously the Western world where you're going to saloons and having gunfights Mm -hmm. and I mean, you can even have sex with these robots. It's just all the stimulus going on. Um, But really kind of going and seeing some of these recaps, it's like we didn't have to watch season two. Basically at the end of season one, do you want to do spoil? Well, yeah, do spoilers. I'm, oh, yeah, season one has been out for some time. Yeah, so we're gonna do that. Season one, eventually, the host end up, especially Dolores, who is like the main character. She kills all these like humans, like almost like investors and like elite people who come to it. There's just dinner, and they kill them all on the beach. And then the second season is really more of that. What's going on? There's still people coming to Westworld Land, but it eventually is just like Dolores escapes. She takes these memory banks of these different hosts, these different characters mm-hmm. and to go out and cause havoc on the world. She wants to kill the people who created and invested money in Westworld because it's kind of just this game now. Well, be- well, so Dolores is played by Evan Rachel Wood. So first of all, props to her. She's amazing, amazing, yeah. talented, gorgeous, like love her. Um, but the memory banks, what, what makes you special is that, some of these robots are starting to have a consciousness. So they're starting to develop, you know, this like this sense of human life. And this is when you start to get into this whole other layer (laughs) of a conversation. And what does it mean to be alive? Essentially, what does it mean to be human? And it makes you think, people, are we all just hosts? Are there are there other simulators above us just telling me what to do? told Selena and I to make this podcast <laughs> and meet our producer, Alan, and living yeah. in this condo in Chicago. Yeah, so uh, unless crazy. you're Elon Musk and then you're in Who the best simulation that? possible. Who thinks, like, he's, like, talked about how, yeah. Like, I know, how, how he's in a simulation. It's yeah. crazy. And again, guys, I know this is, like, this is, like, your poor man's, like, synopsis of what's going on in Westworld because Selena and I are still trying to figure it out. But <laughs> we've read a couple things. Like I said, we watched some videos. We do have a decent grasp of what's going on. Mm-hmm. And it just really feels like Dolores is now in the real world. Mm-hmm. Like she's out on earth. She meets Aaron Paul's character, Caleb. Mm-hmm. And. Okay. Which just. Jesse happened. Pinkman. <laughs> yeah. But Dolores is pretty much. 
she just wants to destroy everybody so they could so the AI of these these robots She's can be free. They can be yeah. free from all these loops. Mm-hmm. That's like it seems like that's what it's about. And so now she's taken those memory banks of other characters, put them in other hosts that are trying to wreak havoc, and mm-hmm. she's trying to really find out who's behind it, who's investing. There's this company called Insight Inc. Mm-hmm. in the new season, season mm-hmm. three. And you can actually go. They have a website. They built a website. I searched in Google Insight Westworld. If mm-hmm. you Google that, there's an ad for it. So they're running Google ads, yeah. paid paid traffic to bring people to this site. Well, I remember uh, in season two, they had an actual site that you could go to. And then every once in a while, it would glitch. And then there would be yeah, like, that's right. there would be like a pop up um, in which like, like when it glitched, you could then go to like another another site. So I I actually do like that for like you know I don't even know like the nerds out there. It's I, I like that the interactive component. It's like no right. like like take me like I want to be like more involved into it. I'm like this is so cool. Is I, I cool. love the interactive yeah. component to it. And it's just like it seems so realistic though that we could have this type of theme park where we can go and pay for this. But this company in sight has built this huge AI machine mm-hmm. and it basically controls humans. Like if they have this microchip that they like have in their head, mm-hmm. like it controls them like ants. And like, we kind of find out that this, um, this red and black sphere inside in sight, it kind of has helped um, solve climate change, mm-hmm. obviously diminish traffic in LA because there's these, all these different things overpopulation. And so pretty much could solve a lot of the problems that we're going on right now. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so it's pretty interesting. And yeah, now we're getting into the new characters and Caleb is a human who can talk to dead friends like as their people. Well, go into, go into, and the guy, so, who, so some spoilers going on here. So yeah. if you haven't seen episode two, spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Yeah. We're going into so, episode yeah. two. Caleb is, he's a, he's a human. He works this job where he's an assistant to a robot. So these robots are just like at a construction site and he kind of like holds the cord and just programs the robot. And this AI sphere from insight kind of helps people get different jobs so he's trying to get certain credits we can get better jobs make better money sure that's like again a really rough synopsis of this but then he has this gig economy app called rico where you can find to do some some really illegal shit and steal money kill people and make some money that way in which that reminded me of this movie called nerve yeah um in which they have kind of like dave franco uh, yeah dave franco's in yeah super super sexy man um okay. he is um <laughs> true I'm, I'm not denying that but no. in which they have kind of a competition of challenges for you to complete and they each challenge in order to like when upon completion you then the next challenge is a more riskier challenge and then it's just yeah it's a really good movie i yeah go ahead and go watch that i yeah. would recommend to go watch that one but but, that, but caleb also he has this piece in his ear where he can talk to a friend and that friend is he, well, so Caleb's, you discover yeah, that Caleb, his friend is is deceased because they they were in the military together. Yes, yeah, so Caleb's ex military. What do give I do? Away the, I know I give away the, a lot. Yeah, but the actor, the guy who plays his friend, um, is Kid Cudi, which we talked about recently right from, the beginning. Yeah, from Project, Project X. X. Circling it back with, with the song. <laughs> yeah, and so then Caleb takes a job where he delivers his package, and then he comes across Dolores because the because the job went to hell. Dolores got shot. Who is a host? She's a robot. And but she's a, a robot with a consciousness. So it, so is she? Isn't she? Like and Caleb and Caleb pretty much said goodbye to his friend to Kid Cudi, because I guess you can talk to deceased people like they still like their mind still works. 
It's like, if you pass away, I can still have conversations with you, but I just can't see you. But then this reminded me of an an episode of Black Mirror. Yes. Crazy. So he pretty much shuts down that. He throws away that chip to talk to his friend. He's like, I need something real. And then he meets Dolores. Who Who is she or isn't she real? Yeah. Yeah. And then then we get into episode two. We find out that Maeve is in Nazi land. So people are still going to Westworld. And there's a new world in Westworld. It's called War World. Mm-hmm. And it takes place in 1940s. Oh, the fashion of Italy. is so good. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. And Maeve is back doing her thing, being in a loop. And she eventually, she just eventually escapes. And she's pretty much going to get paid to eventually find escapes. Dolores. Maeve is, event- Maeve is a badass who she's eventually badass overrides character. the system because she's just that intelligent. Yeah. Oh my God. I love Maeve's character. I mean, if I could, if I could just you know, connect myself in and just be like, uh, boost up intelligence by 300%, boost up, you know, X, Y, Z. Oh my God, that'd be amazing. (laughs) And so Maeve is played by the great Thandie Newton, great actress. Um, Big role was Crash, pretty much. Like from what you've known before. Well, I mean, I like I, mean, I, I really like that movie, but that's like a huge. I feel like there's a lot doesn't of controversy age, on it. Doesn't age the it best. It doesn't age well. A lot of people don't think it should have won. It's yeah, but yeah, big controversy. On so that movie. <laughs> and so now Maeve has been recruited or like brought back to life in the sense as alive as she can be as a robot host mm-hmm. by this guy Sirak, who is one of the founders and owners of Westworld, mm-hmm. and. He has programmed her to now find Dolores and kill her because Sirac knows that Dolores is trying to kill everybody behind Westworld. And now we're just going to be on like World War Three now. Right. Well, yeah. So <laughs> she's now in this new role where she no longer like she's kind of questioning, like, does she or doesn't she have the powers that she did have in season two? Because in season two, she was mm-hmm. able to control others, other robots um, and then in in this episode, you realize like, does she or doesn't she have the power to control others? Yeah. And then in this episode, you realize that perhaps she doesn't. Does she? It's kind of still questionable. Like, what's going on? Um, you know, there's there are these introductions of like these remotes that are out there that like turn on and off or freeze. Yeah. Uh, so and <clears throat> then also that we didn't talk about is that there are these introductions of these like hieroglyphic or these these symbols in the beginning yeah. of the episodes <laughs> yeah. and these reminded me of the movie fill it in signs the blank. no that signs no the other that. one you kept saying signs no it's arrival like, arrival thank you that's what it um kept reminding me of so i'm waiting to find out like what like what that's do those mean how do these tie in yeah and i hope i hope everybody sticks around for this you watch westworld and are all caught up because a lot of this will make more sense but if you're just listening to kind of just support us then you're probably like wow this show seems weird and like what are they talking about but if you start watching it it will make a lot of sense this is a very interesting show we're excited about it um we'll we'll keep talking about it we'll keep recapping our episodes maybe not so much in this detail because we just had to catch up on two episodes yeah Um, we i mean we had to catch up on two two seasons two episodes you know prepare for all of this and we are going to get much better at the social media presence guys (laughs) bear with us Yes. Um, like you said, we've been doing a lot of, you know, professional development and a lot of work uh, as well during this time. Uh, so we're going to be out there. We're going to be socially connecting with people. We're going to get the Instagram and the Twitter going. And we're going to get some more guests on. So we're going to yes. wrap up today's episode. And we got we talked to some other couples, which 
I guess one silver lining that a lot of us are all together in the same home, if you will, back, you know, working from home mm-hmm. is a lot of couples are going to be together. Should be able to find schedules to talk to us yes. about movies and relationships. Mm-hmm. And again, we say movies loose, loosely because clearly we talked about TV shows. TV shows, but marriage, series. Marriage and movies and TV just does not sound as great as marriage and movies. No. <laughs> so that's why. Yeah. But yeah, guys, we're excited to keep thank going. Thank you for joining us. And thank us. you for joining us and getting to know us a little bit on episode two, take two, as we call them. Take two. Yes. Yeah. But anything else, babe? Just babe, keep washing babe. your hands, stay safe. Find the positivity in the day. We're all working in this together. And go on social media and let us know what to watch and what you're watching. We love recommendations. Yeah. Everybody, thanks for listening. Thank you so much, everybody. Have a great day. Three, two, one. (laughs) You want me to go first? All right, all right, all right. We did. Because you did it yesterday. All right. All right. Three, two, one. All right, so here is the plot summary for the super romantic. God. Cool. Throw that over there, and let's continue this fun project. Three, two, one. Hey, breathe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Holy shit! A rundown of Westworld. Alan, you're probably like, what the f- is happening? I know.